You're listening to MHD Off the Record South LA Highlights, where I, Siobhan Taylor, speak with local organizations, small businesses, and individuals doing amazing work in South LA. Here, we uplift and highlight their work while keeping you informed of the resources available in our community. On this episode, we speak with Marcus Savage, founder of Getting the Game Inc., a nonprofit organization that mentors individuals in the construction industry. The Getting the Game Inc. mentors are dedicated to empowering the community with the information needed to understand what it takes to be successful in the construction industry. Their workshops are designed to inform and teach interested community members about the job market, how to choose a career path, and what it takes to qualify for a specific industry or trade within construction. Enjoy the show. So welcome, Marcus. Thank you, Siobhan. Um, Well, let's talk about Getting the Game, Inc. Um, I had the pleasure of learning about your organization and the great work that you do in the community. So how did you get it started? Well, um, I was an instructor with the Carpenters Union for several years, and I started a program similar to Getting the Game with the Carpenters Union. And um, as I was doing that, you know, I wanted to do more for our people. And so, you know, I, I thought about what I could do, and I looked at the training that we had, and um, it seems like, um, you know, all of the African-Americans, when they got there, they didn't have a clue what was going on. And it's kind of like, you know, the other people, they're there because their uncles, cousins, brothers are, are bringing them out there. They have all their tools. They have everything they need to be successful. But we're coming, we're coming out um, – unprepared and if they only knew what what it was when they got there before they got there I think they would have a better chance of being successful I'll give you an example we have so like a, coming out to the construction sites yes or, so they were up, coming out there didn't even know they should bring not tools. even the construction site the training oh just right? the training itself. yeah just a, a free training event we tell you to show up at six o'clock in the morning kind of like a boot camp okay and um so we were hosting boot camps with the carpenters union before everybody else was this was years ago and so they would come out to the boot camp, and um, this one guy, he had his boots on his shoulders, you know, in line to go in line for training. And now everybody else got their boots on, they got their tools, they're ready to go. And, you know, this dude is first in line with his boots on his shoulder. So tied together. Yeah, on his shoulder. On his shoulder. And um, he should have been ready to work. He should have been ready to work, yes. And, um, you know, that what kind of got me thinking about what can I do. And so... Um, I just wanted to help people understand employment options. That's basically, in a nutshell, what we do. Um, There's a lot of different trades out there, um, union trades. There are um, mechanical trades. And a lot of people don't even know how easy it is to qualify. Uh, Simply pass a test, get on a list, things like that, you know, and show up for work, you know, I know, when, I know when I very, the first time I talked to you about your organization, that was one of the key things you said is that people count themselves out because they don't know how easy it is. Exactly. They just assume that I have a record or I don't know anything about this industry yeah. or they have no confidence in themselves to yes. even try. So they just count themselves out. That was another thing you yeah. said. So there's yeah. lack of knowledge, lack of understanding yeah. and lack of confidence. Yeah. Confidence, I think, is the key because, you know, when you get out there, if you you know, we always know as, as African-Americans, you know, you you, you kind of get there before you get there, you know. Um, so if you play the part and, you you, you know, you, you out there with confidence, okay, well, I know how to move, you know, I can look good, you know, and then, they'll, then people are going to want to show you things. You know, you go out there, you know, dragging your feet, you know, alienating yourselves, 
then that's not a way to to jump into a trade. And so, again, getting the game is here to to explain this to you before you even get out there. So that way when you go out there, you know, okay, well, there's a lot of nepotism in construction. I know my competition is probably going to be the foreman's brother or one of his best friends, so I got to make sure I show up on time. Anything that's required of me on my end, I have that as far as tools, as far as being punctual. I'm bringing my lunch so that way I don't have to go and eat off the catering truck and, you know, what that ends up with a lot of gas and everything else. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's kind of like the little things that you can do that don't require a, a lot of skills, you know, just the basics, you know, showing up um, early, right? And the benefits of showing up early is, guess what? If the boss needs someone to work a little overtime that morning, that's me, mm-hmm. you know. Which means and, extra dollars. Which means extra dollars, right? And so now instead of 40 hours – you're getting 41 hours. And so that's an extra dollar, you know, what an extra few dollars on your paycheck. Is that extra time and a half? Exactly. So in different trades, different trades, the, um, I'm going to say the right term, we have what we call a collective bargaining agreement. And so the terms of your collective bargaining agreement is different from union to union. And so I always talk about the carpenters because I'm a carpenter. So with our collective bargaining agreement is if you work um, eight hours on any day, Straight time is straight time, but you don't have to work 40 hours to get overtime. Like You can get overtime Monday. You can get overtime Tuesday. Anything over eight hours is overtime. And so some companies, you know, you have to work 40 hours before you get on overtime. And so maybe you work 12 hours Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, you know, like that. But with us, you work overtime, you get overtime. So before we get all the way into that, because, I mean, you're already ready to lay out all the benefits (laughs) and the wonderful parts of working in construction – what exactly does get in the game do? How do you help participants? Okay. Well, when someone comes through our door and um, the first thing I will ask them, well, hey, well, what is your career choice? Um, what are you interested in? And they'll tell me three or four different things. Most of the time it's construction because they know they want to get into construction. Some people say, I want to get into anything, you know, whatever the first thing smoking is. But what I tell them to do is, is research. Let's get on a computer right now. Let's look at the different trades that are out there. Find something that you think you'll like, right? Um, And then we help you get qualified for that trade. Meaning if you have to take a test, I can help you with uh, uh, someone that can help you pass the test. I can refer you to a a partnering agency that helps with tests. That's all they do is help with test prep, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to go into a hunt trade, I can uh, talk to the trade people there, right? I can get you in contact with someone down there. So you can go down there and fill out an application, right? Some trades are hunt trades. Um, so it means you can just simply go get you a set of tools. Um, you can go get a list from the union of the tools that you need, get those tools, and you can go look for work. You can be working in a week. You know, it took me three days to get a job one time. Other times it took me nine months. Mm. But it just depends on how hungry you are. Certain trades are easier to get into than others. So what's a trade? Explain what a trade is for people who might not even know what that means. Okay, so a trade is... Like carpentry is a trade, right? The trade of carpentry. Um, Plumbing is a trade, right? There's different trades out there. You have the trade of electricians. You have the trade of um, plumbing. I'm sorry, I said plumbing, but you have the trade of um, HVAC. That's installing the the air conditioning, right? All those are different trades within the construction, you know, within the construction. And so each trade does a specific thing. And so carpenters do carpentry work, right? We also set forms up for concrete, right? Laborers actually pour the concrete and set everything else up for the concrete, right? They also, 
do scaffolding. They do a number of different things on, on the job site, right? And it's obvious what the electricians do, the plumbers, right? And the AC installers, that's what they do, right? And so everything is done in conjunction with one another. And so most of the time it's the carpenters on the job first because we lay out the foundations and, and set all the parameters where all the plumbing is going to go, where the electrical lines are going to go. Maybe we have to make blockouts or certain areas we don't pour concrete in so that when the plumbers come in, they can lay their pipe. And so it's just, it's just an orchestra of different trades coming together to build a project. And for these various trades, do you have a mentor for every trade? No, I don't. I don't. You but need I have mentors. a mentor. I would love to have more <laughs> mentors. I'm always open to to expanding. Um, I have a couple of guys in the electricians union. I know a couple of guys in the in the we call it we call it the sheet metal union. It's local 105. Um, I'm a carpenter. Um, labors are pretty simple to get in. It's not that difficult. But I do know a guy that's a laborer. He's actually um, the head safety guy at one of the at, on the Crenshaw line, which is over now. But um, he was one of my mentees back in the days. Um, um, so, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people in the trade, and that's what gets me to do what I do because um, I can make a phone call. I can get you in some training. Um, I can help you get some tools if you need some tools because I got to connect over at the at the work source, you know, that'll, mm-hmm. that'll get you in there. If you're going to go to work, you know, it can help you buy some boots, you know, so, so you have resources to get people access that's right. to wherever they want to go. Wherever they want to go, you know, but they have to be serious. You know, I have to vet them. They got to come down and sit in the chair. I always say that. Um, and if they do exactly what I tell them to do, they will be going to work. You know, they will have that dream, whatever it is. It may take time. Sometimes it takes six months. Sometimes it takes two years because, you know, some trades require certain, certain prerequisites. And so... If you want to do that trade, guess what? You can do it, but it's going to take a little bit longer. You mentioned nepotism and, you know, the importance of having a network in the industry. What are some other barriers in the industry that your organization can help individuals who want to get into construction? How, what are some other barriers that exist that your organization can help them get around? Well, um, we like to say we can help with transportation, but that's always a difficult one. Because um, a lot of the people we know only want to offer bus tokens. Um, sometimes we can help out with Uber rides to get to and from work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big barrier, especially if you um, if you don't have a reliable transportation. That's very important in the construction trade. Because, because you, you just spoke about being there on time. Yes, you have mm-hmm. to be there on time. And, and being on time is late. Mm-hmm. And so you need to be there a minimum of one hour early for um, whatever trade that you're in. Because, again... They're formulating their plan for the day, and the plan changes. Maybe it rained in one section of the job, and you guys can't work over there. So now you got to go way down here, four miles down. So you got to leave a little bit earlier to get down there. I know sometimes, especially since COVID, there's been different barriers to access to resources exactly. to finish a job. Materials is, mm-hmm. is one big thing. The supply chain. Before you could you could order materials and it'd be there in a week. You know now it's maybe a month or two. And then you have to plan accordingly to that. So everything has really changed with COVID, mm-hmm. but it's also a great time for people to that want to switch careers or or do something new to get into something that they've never done before um, to try out construction because there are so many trades out there that you can qualify for um, that that need people. What are some of the benefits of getting into construction? I know that one of the things that I've heard you talk about is you know, the longevity of the career itself. 
Well, I was I would say the ben- the biggest benefit of being in construction is learning how to do learning a skill that you can take with you for the rest of your life, right? So me as a carpenter, I can build things, and so I own some property. I can do my own framing. I can do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and so it saves me a lot of money on the other end, right? Um, and so if I know a plumber, hey man, come on over and, and lay this pipe for me, brother, and you know we work that out. So now I can make money at work and I can make money on my own. And so that skill enhances my life. So now, you know, some instances I can, you know, make five, six hundred dollars on a Saturday, you know, installing maybe two doors. So I think that's a, a great benefit. How do you help the participants identify which career path they should take? How do they because I'm sure for some people, you know, yeah, this sounds good, but maybe this isn't necessarily my skill set. Well, um, the thing most is we have to, what we like to do at Gig, Get In The Game, Inc., is we like to have them exposed to di- as many different trades as possible. Um, so we want to expose them, expose them to the electricians. So maybe we'll go down to a job site and we'll just talk about the, what the electricians are doing, right? Um, we can take them over to the electricians' training facility, um, which has been closed since COVID. But, you know, we can arrange something like that so you can kind of see what they do. And all of the trades are open to tours at their training centers. They they would love when people come and visit them and so they can showcase what they do and, and talk about how proud we are of what we do because all of us, every union member is proud of what we do because um, these are, are infrastructure projects. Most of the stuff that we work on are commercial projects. We do work on residential projects, but most of them are commercial projects. Are a lot of the commercial projects union jobs? Most of them are in different states. California is big on unions. So So in California, a lot of them are union projects. So how important is it? Because I know people and I know we're big on union jobs here. So how important is it or how beneficial is it to be a part of a union here in California? Well, one of the best things for the union to be in the union is because we have a collective bargaining agreement. I think I spoke about that before. Now, as a union carpenter, um, or any tradesman, right? Electrician, journeyman, journeyman, electrician, journeyman, carpenter, journeyman, uh, um, pipe fitter. Once you get out of work, you know, say, say for instance, you're on a project, it ends. Uh, I want to take a vacation this summer, take a vacation, three months off, two months off. Now, when you go back to work, you're going to go back at that same hourly rate that you had before, right? The union ne- negotiates that rate through collective bargaining. And so, you don't have to worry about when you go from from one job to another how much you're going to get paid, right? It's already structured, right? Um, our benefits are t- paid through the union. Um, our medical benefits are paid through the union. So no matter how many dependents you got, they all covered. You know, I got quite a few kids, and it was all covered. Um, and so that takes a lot of stress off of, you know, Wait one a side. You're telling me there's medical benefits, you yes. have basically a guaranteed income. Yes. You could take a vacation. I, I mean, how many of us want to take yes. vacations? <laughs> most most unions have paid vacations. Paid vacations? Yes, and it's paid through the union. That's one of the amazing things that a lot of people don't understand. Um, and it's, it is, it's, it's amazing. I'm just going to leave so it at that. So what is the salary options? What are some ranges of salaries that well, people can look at? Carpenters um, start off, it's an apprenticeship. So any any union trade, you're going to start off as an apprentice, right? So that means you're going to be training, on-the-job training. Earn while you learn. Make that understand. Let's understand that part. You don't have to know anything about construction to get into construction, 
but you do have to be willing to learn. You have to be, we like to say like a sponge or like a lump of clay that we can mold into the into the worker that we want, which is kind of crazy, but that's kind of the basic idea. We want somebody that knows how to read a tape measure, that can show up on time, that can follow directions, that got all their tools, you know, and uh, if we get three out of four, hey, we'll work with that. So, you know, you give us something to work with, you know, give us something. And that way we can, we can help you and uh, uh, immerse yourself into this trade because it is a um, it is a culture that you have to understand that's not going to change for you 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 or you you know you have to buy into our culture. Plumbers is different, electricians is different, every trade is different. So if we were to just look at, um, let's just start off with uh, carpentry. What does that salary range look like? Okay, well, um, I believe a, a, a carpenter apprentice first period starts off about $18 an hour. Um, I don't think you get benefits until two or three months or so. I'm not really sure exactly, but I can find out mm-hmm. as we go on the website because um, things change. We have Let's that say I've been doing it for five years. What, okay, what? well, if, you, if you've been in carpentry for five years, you have worked 5,600 hours on the job and in school, right? Mm-hmm. And so now you become what we call a journeyman. So in carpentry, it takes four years to become a journeyman or a journey person, journey woman, right? Mm-hmm. And so what that entails is every 90 days through your, through your through apprenticeship, you're going to go to school. And you take one week off of work and you get unemployment. We're the only trades that get unemployment while we're in school. And so, yes, people don't know that. I did not know that. Yes, we get our unemployment while we're in school. Okay. Yes. So, so, uh, if, so what would you say was the average salary of someone who's been working for five years as a carpenter? Well, um, a journeyman carpenter makes, I believe, $47 an hour plus, oh. yeah, another $5 an hour vacation pay, right? So every hour you work, they put $5 in a bank account for you. Oh. Every hour on the hour you work. You said 47 work. an hour. 40, he make 47 an hour, but the company pays $5 an hour vacation pay on your behalf. Oh, wow. To the union, right? And that's just part of your benefit package, right? The other part of the benefit package is your medical, your retirement, right? Um, I want to say health and welfare, but that's medical. Um, what else? All the supplemental dues that goes for training because when you get trained, someone has to pay for that, right? Mm-hmm. If you're an apprentice, you're going to be going to school for training for about four years. I think the laborers is three years. Um, electricians, they might be five years. So you're going to go to school for that, right? And they're going to pay for that training. The union pays for that training. But in turn, you pay union dues, right? So you have mm-hmm. to pay them dues every month. I got to pay my carpenter dues too this month, <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, you get that training, and then say, for instance, I want to take an OSHA class. All I got to do is call the union. Explain what OSHA is for listeners. Okay. OSHA <laughs> is a safety train, is a safety certificate that you get that just kind of shows the contractor or shows your employer that you understand about being safe on a job site. You're not just going to walk out there and fall through a hole or or walk on, on you know, walk on site on a walk over a barrier cage, uh, something like that. You know, it just gives them a, a little idea that you know a little bit about safety. Gotcha. So that's what OSHA is, Occupational Health and Safety Got it. Awareness. So how did you get involved in construction? How did you first learn about this career path? Wow. Um, so I went through a program back in the 90s called the Century Freeway Program. Before they built the 105 freeway, they were buying up a lot of homes and making that, you know, the path. For the 105 freeway, so they had some training. The government had training; they had money, and um, and so I went through an eight-week program. I had just gotten out of jail, so I am a, a you know, felon, 
No, not anymore because I got my record expunged. Yay. And we're going to talk a little bit yep. about that and how exactly. you help people with that, too. So yes. we're going to get into that in a second. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I, like I said, I did a little time. I was young. And um, I had heard about the 105 freeway. They were looking for people to build a freeway. And uh, they said, you know, they didn't care about your record. And I was like, well, let me try it. And so I went down there and, um, you know, I went through the program and I went and I found me a job. You know, not found a job. I started my career because uh, my first project with the union was the Maxine Waters Employment Preparation School in Watts right there. So um, that was my first union project. And I never looked back after that. You know, um, we had a black superintendent. Um, it was black carpenters. You know, it was just brothers all in the union. It was beautiful. You know, and um, over time, you know, things change, right? But, you know, I, I, I could see myself as a foreman. I could see myself as a superintendent because I saw these guys doing it. You know, and then on the weekend, I saw those same guys in the neighborhood, you know, driving the nice cars. They got nice homes and you know, oh, these are, these are the union guys. So you kind of like grow up a little bit because now you see it's more than one way to make money. I mean, good money. Because when we started off in 1991, we were making $7.98 an hour. And um, I thought that was really good because everybody else was making like three something. Yeah. Minimum yeah. wage was a lot different back then. Yeah, it was a lot different. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's such a, a beautiful point. And then getting back to how you said you, you know, you had a record at the time. And I think that's something that, you know, unfortunately, um, many of our young people have experienced. And it goes back to another point that you made about lack of confidence. Yeah. And so because so many doors get slammed in our young people's faces when they have a record, they lose their confidence. Yeah. And they don't apply for jobs. They just assume, well, you know what, I can't do it. And they count themselves out, which is why I love your organization so much, because you actually help build up their confidence you have mentors that basically help show them the way. And you are a testament that you don't have to give up on your goals or your dreams or a career because you had a record. And on top of that, you say, we're going to help you out and you hold expungement clinics. I never thought I would be here um, doing this, but it's just the right thing to do. And I, you know, I know that, you know, when I talk to people in the neighborhood, you know, I can see how defeated we are sometimes as a people. And, you know, you look at the brothers, you look at the sisters, you're like, man, you know, I I, I, I wish that person had a better uh, a chance, you know, because a lot of us just simply don't have a chance. You know, we grow up and, you know, whatever your family structure is like, you know, that's what it is. And, you know, it, it's, it's just your life, right? And, you know, fortunate for, for, for me, for you, you know, we're, we're so-called conscious, <laughs> And that, you know, helps us out, you know, but some people are just is aren't conscious of, you know, the, knowing that they can do anything, you know. And I had no idea, again, that I would be here. I had no idea I was going to be an instructor. I just stepped I stepped up at a union meeting one day and, and um, you know, they said, hey, we want you to fill out an application. That's how I got hired as an instructor. So, um, you know, just speaking my mind. And, you know, as I look back, um, I would always tell the young guys that I was working with, hey, man, put your damn pants up, dude. I don't want to see your butt all day, you know. That would just be me. and But I wouldn't do it, like, in front of everybody. I would, hey, man, look, let me holler at you for a minute. Basically, as a way to show them, like, first of all, it's not even safe to have that on a construction course, site. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but also, you didn't humiliate them in front of their peers. Exactly. That's an important exactly. thing to, to point out. And then I led, I led by example because... Again, I was around some good dudes, um, still are around some good dudes when I started in, in the trade. 
And um, it just is wonderful to see them because they were my mentors. And so it's kind of like I learned so much without even just watching people. And I guess that's my blessing to be able to just watch people and learn from them. And then now I can share, you know, and, um, you know, it's a struggle sometimes, you know, it's 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 not always um, easy to to be that person saying the right thing, trying to do the right thing. I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm guilty of a lot of stuff. But listen, because I know where you're going. Now, I'm going to stop you because this is where I I get this a lot from people who are mentors and they're, you know, they're the people in the community that are reaching out. It's not about perfection. That's right. It's never about perfection. It's about the fact that you're there and you're supporting people who often have been left behind, been pushed away. That part. That part. That have been left out. And you're telling them, no, I'm not leaving you out. I'm not pushing you away. Yep. I, you don't have to be perfect because guess what? They're not perfect either. Yep. None of us are. Exactly. None of us are. None of us are yep. perfect. We're That's all right. human. We make mistakes. But what you do is, right. you know what? When I make a mistake, I hold myself accountable. Yep. When I make a mistake, I'm going to step up and say, you know what? Yep. I made a mistake. And that's what we do. And I'm going to correct that mistake. Yep. And, and as long as you do that, you're yep. doing all right. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Because, you know, it's, it's tough because sometimes you do things and people scrutinize you. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And it's like... Because I couldn't afford to do all that what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like you do what you can with what you have. And you just you, you live with it. You know, and, and you and I'm just happy for it. I'm happy to be here. Um, just happy to share is the main thing. And it gives us empathy for those who also make mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. so when pe- the people that you're mentoring make a mistake, yeah. you remember, guess what? I yeah. made a mistake last exactly. week. Exactly. <laughs> so come on back next month. You know, come on, come on back next month. Don't worry about it. And so that's one of the reasons um, exactly. why we're doing our expungement clinic over 10 months. Mm. Because, you know, other ones are here now, but they're going to be gone. And so we're going to still be here. We're gonna still be here for the people to come in, and um, I told them once you once you reach out to me, even if you can't come in now, you can always give me a call. Once you got my contact information, I'm right here. If I'm doing something, I hey come come at this time. So I'm here for you. I'm just trying to be here for for our for our folks, you know, so that way they know they got that guy that that's gonna give them all the information they need, and they ain't gotta worry about giving them nothing because once they good, then he good, you know. Because what happens is, is people bless me. Once my people gets blessed, you know, I, I got a green light. I can go down to when the Crenshaw line was, was going on. I can go down there with a film crew. I can go down there anytime and do anything I want because my buddy is the head safety guy. Mm. And so I got access to that project, right? I got five people hired on that job in one time. Oh, wow. Because the superintendent used to work for the same company that I worked for back in the 90s. And so, again, relationships. So you got that network. Key. Yes, ma'am. And so I love, I would love to to have more of, you know, not just, not even just our people. I know I'm, I'm here for African-Americans, African-American men in general, because we are the ones that are hated on the most. You're underemployed. It's yes. Underemployed uh, every, every, every category, we are the highest of the, of the bad and the lowest of the good. <laughs> um, and so we need to, we need to do more. With ourselves, we need to love each other more. But you help black you know? women. You have a you have black women mentors. Oh yeah, those those are my those are my gems right there. Um, Alicia um, on my website, she's one of our mentors. She's awesome. If you ever get to talk to her, she will bring tears to your eyes. Brittany, she's um, she's like my little spark plug. Um, you know, any, anybody would be motivated by her story. 
So um, I just try and align myself with great people that are genuine about what they're doing. Um, and, you know, it makes me better. Mm-hmm. You know, and then God blesses you. It's just amazing. Let's talk about your current programs. Okay. And how people okay. can support the work that you're doing. Okay. Yeah. So what are some programs you have currently? I know you're at Lock High School. Yes, we're at Lock High School right now. We're doing um, twice a month. We go out there for the entire day, which is exhausting. <laughs> um, five periods of classes, which is crazy. Um, and what do so you do at Lock High School? We just help the students with their construction projects. So they have a construction technology and engineering program at Lock High School, which is actually Green Dot Charter to be technical. And yeah, so, we call it Lock. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, we still say Fox Hill Small, you know, that we, we, we don't right call there. it what we call it. You know, nothing in that Westfield <laughs> stuff. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, um, we just go out there and we support Jan Westone. She's a, she's an instructor out there, one of my good friends in the industry, one of my mentors. Um, so she has little projects that they do. And so we go out there and we help them um, understand how to use the skill saw, how to, you know, drill properly, just the fundamentals to so when they ever get into a, a position where they need to use a drill, they know how to hold that drill. They know how to feather the the, the screw in so that it goes into the, the piece of wood without falling off 10 times, you know. So we just want to hone in their skills, show them how to read a tape measure, right? Because when you're in school, it's a ruler, right? But when you get grown, it's a tape measure. Right. And so if you go out there learning how to know, knowing how to read that tape measure, it just helps you advance just that much farther, right? You go out there and learn knowing how to use a skill, knowing the safety precautions of the skill saw, know how to change a saw blade, you know, how to use a recoping saw, mm-hmm. um, things like that, how to set up a chop saw. And these are skills you need if you just got a house or an apartment as an adult. And thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's just yes. basic skills you just need anyway. Yes. And now guess what? That's building confidence. Absolutely. That's building confidence. And that's our mission, just to build the confidence of those students. So that way when they get out there in the trades or they get out there, whatever they're going to do, they got a little confidence. And they can remember getting the game. And if they ever want to reach back out to us, we'll still be here for them to help with whatever that looks like, right? Mm-hmm. So we're um, – Any other programs you have? Or well, have any other ones we're, coming We're up? looking to get into um, – I have several people always coming by saying that they want to do this, they want to do that. But what's really sticking now is I have a friend that runs a barbershop and he's willing to do some training. So we're going to be reaching out to people that want to be barbers. And um, So you're getting into the barber trade. So if you want to get in the game with with barbering. Yeah, get in the game with the barbering. Because, you know, we want to have people with careers that are sustainable. Again, I don't ever want to get get you into something that, that you can't do on the weekends and make money. Or you can't you can't take that skill with you to the next place that you go, and then that skill that you got over here now is paying you more, mm. right? So sometimes you work at a place you know that that has a clown as a mascot, and you know everything you do is a button. You want the fries? You want a burger? They don't want you to do nothing. They don't want you to know nothing. They just want you to push that button. They got all that technical stuff, right? Right. So now when you leave. I can push the button. I can do this. I can do that. And so me, I want people to understand that, you know what? God gave us these hands to use and to learn with, right? Not just your eyes. And the more you do, the more you learn, the better off you are. And if you can teach someone how to fish, you've done something, right? I can give you a fish all day. Mm -hmm. You can have a fish off my plate all day if you're hungry, but I want to show you how to fish. 
Do you have any more expungement clinics coming up? Um, March 10th. March 10th. March 10th, um, 1 to 4, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. And where can people get uh, come to the expungement clinic and where can people find your organization? Okay, so we are on gigt.xyz is the website. If you go on the website, just leave us a message. Um, you can put expungement in the tagline, in the subject line, and uh, we'll, we'll contact you and either give you a date to come in if it's way before the 10th because we don't want to miss out on people, but the 10th is the day. You can show up at our, at our address, 2107 West Manchester Avenue, Suite 201 upstairs. Now, it's located inside the pelt wash. So when people come, I've gotten the, um, I've gotten feedback saying that no one was there and, and they don't know where it is. But if you see that pet wash uh, sign up there, you're in the right place. It's 201. We're working on a sign right now for the for the building because we're kind of actually doing two things in one. Um, so we have the pet wash to support the nonprofit. So I don't really talk about that a lot, but that's kind of like what we're doing. And um, I'm getting my grooming certification and I'm looking for people that, that may want to do some of that because... Again, I want to teach people how to fish. Mm -hmm. You know, anything that we can get into that can have you with some longevity, you can do this, you can do that on the weekend, you can go make money. I'm trying to do it. Do you? And I know you said you could always use more mentors. So people want to be mentors. They're saying, hey, I, yep. I work in this trade. I know you said there are, you're not in all the trades yet. Nope, so, not in all the trades. So if you want some mentors to come through. That would be wonderful. They can reach out to me. You can actually call me. Um, anybody can call me, even for the expungement clinic, 661-293-9135. Um, if I don't answer, leave me a message. But I am looking for mentors for all industries, um, even some of the mechanical industries also, because, you know, if you're willing to, to, to help a young man or a young lady along the way, um, choosing that career path, you can be a positive influence in their life. And you never know that five minutes that you talk to them can change their life uh, forever because these kids, they're looking for something and they're joining gangs because they're not getting it what they need from us, from uh, from uh, from their ancestors, not ancestors, but, you know, from the people be that's going before them. So right. we need to go back to these schools. We need to reach out to these kids and let them know, hey, look, I did this. You can do it, too. And you'll be surprised the feedback that you get. And I know uh, we've talked before. You've also said if there are teachers who can come tutor. That will be wonderful. So you, I know you've said you needed math yes. tutors before. Yes, we're, all, we're always looking for math tutors because that's kind of like the, the biggest hindrance for a lot of people is the math. I struggle with that, too. Um, remembering all those fractions and splitting them numbers in half. You know, you have to kind of do it to, 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 you know, to have it work constantly in, you know, in your mind. And so if there's anyone out there that's interested in tutoring some youngsters, we're going to be doing some workshops in the summertime um, trying to help youngsters just get basic skills. Like I was talking about the tape measure, the skill saw, the drill. Um, there's other tools that you can use inside a house, how to use a car gun, you know, um, just caulk different gun. a caulk gun. Do right? make sure we were clear, yeah. so people know what you said. <laughs> oh yeah, a caulk gun, right? With the um, with the with the handle that you buy from Home Depot, right? It's <laughs> totally safe. But yeah, we want to we want to just have some of our youngsters um, just get little basic skills. You know, we have we haven't figured out the name for it because there's so many different things we want to do. We just have to bundle it down, you know. And I'm also looking for someone to help me with some structure. Because um, I have all these ideas in my head, got my 501c3, so we're definitely charitable. Uh, we accept donations, cash donations. We accept um, gifts if you want to um, bring some gifts by. 
Um, and so we're we're just looking to expand. So if anyone has a good idea and they're genuine, um, our mentors are definitely going to vet you and and see what you're about because they let me know. Oh no, we're not dealing with that person because we only want people that are genuine. You know, our mentors are all still working in the industry, so none of them are you know retired. Well, some of them are retired, but uh, most of them are working in the industry that are active and they don't play. They don't have time to waste. And when they come to something, it better be about something. And so that's what we're about, getting in the game, and we are not playing with the people. All right. Well, thank you again so much for joining us. You are definitely a South L.A. highlight. Um, I will have all this information available for our listeners in our show notes. Um, And I just applaud the great work that you're doing, the people that you've mentored and helped to get into the construction industry, help get in the game. Cause I know that there are people who are, you know, doing great work right now that have jobs, people who didn't even think that they would even have an opportunity to have any type of work. And cause I'm sorry, I said jobs. You were very clear. These are careers. Career, that's right. That's These good. are careers. Get you, get you, get Union right. careers. Yes. Yes. With great options, benefits that they can, you know, help other people get into. So thank you again. Okay. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to MHD Off The Record. And special thank you to Felicia the Poetess Morris of Morris Media Studios in Leimert Park. For more information, please visit MHDCD8.com and follow at MHDCD8 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to rate us five stars, subscribe, and share with a friend.